This is 105.9 The Region. There are so many ways of communicating these days, but nothing seems to beat the one-on-one. This is In Conversation with Ann Romer. Welcome to In Conversation. This show is, in my view, up front, up close, and really funny. Think there's not a lot As a huge fan of the hit TV series Corner Gas, how would I describe Brent Butt, its creator, showrunner, star, writer, executive producer, and occasional director? Multi-talented? Nah, way too easy, too cliche. Creative, comedic, crafty, clever? Mm, We're getting there. A funny man with farming roots, a stand-up superstar with crushingly quirky comedic timing, and an imagination that just won't quit? Warmer? Okay, how about kind... Caring, reserved, respectful, intelligent, witty, tenacious, hardworking, and hilarious. Got it. (laughs) Brent Butt, Corner Gas, Corner Gas the Movie, and Corner Gas Animated joins us now in conversation. Welcome to the show, Brent. It's so great to have you with us. Thank you very much. Thank you for that uh, beautiful introduction. Well, you, you forgot to mention how tall I am. I'm <laughs> seven foot seven. And you're a giant in my eyes, always. <laughs> Brent, well, thank you. Brent, you were born and raised in Tisdale, Saskatchewan. Did that inspire the fictional town in Corner Gas, Dog River? In some ways, yeah. Uh, I mean, the the impetus of the show was really, the question was, I asked myself, what would I be doing if I hadn't decided to pursue stand-up comedy, if I hadn't tried to get into show business? And the thought was, uh, I would probably still be hanging out at the gas station, which is what I used to do uh, when I lived in Tisdale. But, um, so that was kind of the impetus of the show. I wrote a treatment for a show about it. But I, I exaggerated the smallness of the town because my hometown is about 3000 people or so. And, and so I wanted to accentuate and make it smaller. So I kind of based it more around, there's a bunch of little towns like Burkdale and Sylvania and Eldersley and Crooked River and all these little towns around Tisdale that are about 500 people, you know, three to 600 people kind of towns. So it's more like that. Was there a character in Tisdale in at the gas station that was, like Brent Leroy, who is the star of Corner Gas? Well, I mean, I, I really based Brent Leroy on me. He's, he's very similar to me. I didn't know what my acting ability would be like, and so I thought I should make this character respond to things exactly the way I would. Uh, that, that would increase my chances of it seeming real. So he's basically just me, what, you know, what what I would be like if I was in that position to, to run the gas station. And, and he's kind of, you know, he doesn't say a lot. He's kind of a bit of a smart ass, but he's a, a decent guy. And he's kind of lazy. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people can relate to a guy like that. I think we all can. <laughs> and you built quite the ensemble of actors around the, the character. So we have your current wife, your wife, Nancy Robertson. She played Wanda plays Wanda in the animated version. Eric Peterson, incredible as Oscar. And the late Janet Wright, Emma, Gabrielle Miller, Lacey, and you know, who doesn't love Fred? Who wouldn't love to to be with someone like Hank, the character that he played? Lauren Cardinal, Davis, and Tara Spencer Nairn, Karen, the Dog River Police Department. 
How did you figure out who needed to be a part of that sort of satellite group of actors in Dog River? It was really just an audition process. We, uh, and it was kind of a learning process for me. Um, I mean, one of the things I'm most grateful for is that CTV gave us the time and the resources to cast a wide net, to really look across the country and find people that we, you know, try and find the right person, not just the right person that was in our backyard at that time frame. You know what I mean? Yep. So we were able to see a lot of people. And, uh, boy, there are a lot of talented people in this country. No, no getting around it. But the, well, the thing I learned was, you know, I, I kind of had co- inherently comedic people in mind for each of the roles, really. Um, comedian friends of mine and things like that. Um, but none of them ended up getting the part. And the reason was I could see through the audition that uh, the more real the characters were, the funnier it, it became. And, you know, having really good actors inhabit the characters, made the characters seem more real, which enhanced the comedy. So instead of focusing on inherently comedic people, I, inher- I focused on people who are really good at the craft of acting and making characters seem real and alive because it just, the more real it is, the more funny it is. And that, that was a bit of a learning process for me. And we, we found these amazing actors, all of them, you know, highly trained, uh, skilled actors who brought their talents to the part. And they also grew in their roles. They fertilized their roles, if you'll pardon the expression. Each and every one of them, if you look at the beginnings of Corner Gas and then you go to the the last season, each of them develops so much. And there's sexual tension between you and Lacey. And there's that constant bickering between Oscar and Emma. And the Dog River Police, those two are, they really are funny, friendly they're, they're just fine folks, you know, and, and it's just, there's just something really comfortable and comforting about watching the characters develop over the years. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the goal was always to make a comfortable show um, and a show that people could relate to in a place where you might want to come and have it 22 minutes of your day. Uh, and it was also, it came along at a time when so many shows were really trying hard to be dark and edgy. It was so comical to me to all these shows that say, well, we're edgy, we're dark and edgy. And they'd be like, yeah, you're trying too hard to be dark and edgy. But there was so much of that going on at that time that suddenly, you know, we came along with a bright, colorful show, Blue Sky, uh, 20 minutes of people uh, just kind of saying and doing funny things. No agenda to try and be edgy or hip or anything that people try so hard to be. And I think audiences kind of, there was an authenticity to it that audiences bought into. The other thing is that it stands the test of time. I watch the reruns all the time. I record everything that it goes on the air that has corner gas attached to it. And if I watch something that was put together in 2004, 2005, it's it's it seems to stand the test of time. Maybe with the exception of the the cell phone episode, <laughs> that a little that maybe is a little yeah, dated some, at this point. <laughs> some of the technology. That's why we consciously decided we tried not to do much technology based stuff. There's also one where Brent has a big screen TV and it's yes. a big <laughs> box with a four by three aspect ratio. That's 
also stands out as very dated. But I think you're right. I think the humor basically, you know, plays. It's kind of universal and kind of timeless in some ways. Why did you decide to pull the plug on it, on Corner Gas? Um, I just kind of felt like, you know, we had done over 100 episodes. Um, If you're a creative person, you want to create, you have a need and an urge to do other things. And I also didn't want the show to kind of wither on the vine and and die in front of people. I I felt the show was too important to me, and I, I felt like I... I owed the show something, and I didn't want to let it get old, tired, weak, and crumble in front of everybody. I wanted to, you know, let it go out on a on a high note. Yeah, it's that expression, "know when to fold them." Yeah, I always said, you know, I've been to uh, I've been to house parties where they handed me my coat, and (laughs) that's not a great feeling. You know, you'd much rather say, "Hey, where's my coat? I got to (laughs) go." So you cut your teeth in comedy doing stand-up. You did it all across Canada, North America, really around the world. What is the difference for you between stand-up, where you've got a live audience, you've got their energy, you've got their their, their yays and their boos and everything in between, versus or, or as compared to a television show, a comedy show like corner gas where there might be take after take and it has to be funny every time which one what's the difference for you yeah they're very different animals um i mean stand-up comedy is so uh it's such a solo effort you're really it's just you talking to the audience and there's no filter there's no uh if I just think of something at the at the time, I could, I just say it. I don't have to run it by lawyers or network executives. Mm-hmm. It's all very immediate. It's like, it's 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 a conversation between me and a group of people, and it's right there, right now, we're all in the same room. And then you compare that to TV and film, which is uh, such a team sport. It's a hugely collaborative effort that you know you need to uh, rely on the talents of so many people. And my my kind of um, you know, I always had to focus on the funny, but what I had to, what I realized was one of my goals had to be to get everybody to pull in the same direction. That, that, that's the key, because you have a lot of um, funny, talented people uh, with different skill sets and talent sets throughout the crew and the cast, and to try and get them all to, uh, you know, pull in the same direction, get to the same end goal. That's kind of the trick. But after a while, we became a really, you know, kind of well-oiled machine, well-oiled team. And the, the cast knew what their characters were. They, they helped develop the characters. They, so it, we just kind of, at a certain point, it becomes a machine that you just need to keep it rolling, but it's on the track. So a big part of the corner gas well-oiled machine, that cast of extremely talented people pulling in the same direction, is the funny, formidable, and unflappable Lorne Cardinal. He is one of Canada's most celebrated Indigenous actors, with more than 100 credits to his resume so far. He found his acting chops at the University of Alberta in the early 90s, where he earned his degree in the BFA acting program. Lorne has since embraced a wide variety of different and sometimes difficult roles over his decades-long career, but the one that seems to have brought him the greatest recognition is that of Sergeant Davis Quinton, Dog River Police, Corner Gas, Corner Gas the Movie, and Corner Gas Animated.
Lauren Cardinal joins us now in conversation. Welcome to the show. So great to have you with us. It's such a pleasure to hear your voice and be here. Oh, and I love your voice. And I love the character. And I love your work. You know, you've had a quite a storied career so far. You're a well-trained, highly respected, much-in-demand actor. So what is it about Corner Gas and Davis Quinton that resonates with audiences? You know, he's funny. He's sweet. He's affable. A kid at heart. And a not-by-the-book cop. So why do people like him so much? Well, he's ruggedly handsome, so that's always been a plus. Uh, I, I think it's just his his purity, his pure intentions of goodness. You know, he's he gets so excitable. He's very excitable about. Uh, he's all or nothing. I I found out over the years. You can't go halfway with Davis. It's either he's all for it or he's not for it. There's no in between. Yeah. And when he goes for it, he goes big. <laughs> or go home, one or the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got passion. Brett Butt, you know, he in in he talks about how he combed the entire country looking for the right actors for the roles. He also marvels at how you each grew into and actually grew the characters as well. So talk to me about Davis Quinton. Um, he, he was uh, it was very in, in, interesting when we first uh, when I first read the script, because they had him described as the uh, in control, grounded uh, veteran of the police force dealing with a flighty rookie. And then when I met my partner for the first time, Tara Spencer Nairn, we were walking to studio to go to work for the first day. And uh, just in our chat and our conversation, somehow when we read our first scene for the producers, we, we switched the roles. And it was not planned or it just, uh, I became the goofy, excitable guy and she was the more grounded one. And it seemed to, you know, it, it struck a chord somewhere and they went, oh yeah, we can do that. So that was a, you know, a good fortunate accident. Was there or is there any part of you in Davis Quentin? Yeah, yeah. There's there's a, there's a big part in there. The the, the mischievousness, the the kid like qualities, the uh, the innocence, and the ruggedly good looks. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, those, those are the qualities that uh, that I bring to him, and and just uh, you know dealing with uh, some of the best writers in the country uh, makes it so much easier. You know, I watch the show, and I, I'm, I watch it religiously in reruns, and I watch Corner Gas Animated. But back to the original show, there is Blue Sky. There is Flat Grassland. There is mm-hmm. a really sort of optimistic, positive outlook that comes from both the setting, the set, and the characters. Where did you shoot? Interiors and exteriors? Well, we did the interiors in uh, in studio in Regina. They had these beautiful facilities set up there. We took up three three of their sound stages, and um, and then we went out to the little town called Rolo, about forty minutes uh, southwest of Regina. And it's a quaint little town, little railroad town. It's uh, it's got the grain elevators. It's got the perfect spot of land that was, uh, and we shot the uh, the in the hotel there, the actual Rolo Hotel. And uh, it was it was an awesome little little town. They were treated us very well, and we, we had we made a good uh, good partnership with the town. Hmm. You 
found your calling when it came to acting in in kind of a roundabout way. You ended up at the University of Alberta and you earned mm-hmm. your degree in the, that that amazing BFA acting program. So one mm-hmm. would think that when you came out of that, that you might be looking for serious roles, darker roles, uh, you know, things that on stage that were that were challenging to any actor. I think stage work is one of the most challenging things one can do. You ended up in a, a great comedy series. How did that sit with you? How did that work for you? That was uh, that was fine for me because I never look at things as a as a type. I always look at the story. So I really uh, like the story and, and the characters, and and I'm playing with this incredible cast. You know, just uh, building that relationship of knowing when to give and take. You know, setting each other up, and it was very selfless and uh, egoless uh, working with those. You know, those beautiful people. And, and in between uh, seasons, that's when I would do, I would change gears and I would go find a, a stage play to do like uh, Sam Shepard's True West or, you know, uh, Where the Blood Mixes by Kevin Loring. So it was, uh, it, was a, it was a good rounded year. And then I also started directing as well in between. So, you know, I, I just kept changing things to exercise my creative muscles. Hmm. And you did a great job and do as well. So Corner Gas all versions, was representative long before it became recognized as an important priority. What did that mean to you? Um, what I appreciated was the fact that they didn't make an issue of, of Davis being a, a Cree man. They just, he was just part of the community, much like it is in the rest of Canada. People are just people and judged by what they do and how they do it and how they carry themselves and respect others. And and that's what I, that's what I loved about the the corner gas is that we never, you know, never made uh, an issue of it. We never had any screaming eagles or pounding drums when Davis came on. You know, <laughs> that usual trademark. Um, uh, oh, there's an indigenous actor coming on screen. Uh, um, so it was. I really appreciated that, and that's what I loved about it. He's just part of the community. Davis is just the cop, and everyone knows him and loves him. Corner gas animated. This is the final season. How does that feel? It's a little unbelievable. Uh, I mean, it's hard to say this would be our third time saying goodbye to the series. So <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, uh, are we really done, or is there? It's it's a bit it's a bit heartbreaking for sure, considering that we're still number one and they decided not to renew the season, which I don't understand the mathematics of that. But uh, hey, I'm not running the network. <laughs> Yeah. And and we're we're I, I think we're both relieved that neither one of us is, frankly. That would be a tough yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. tough Absolutely. And thankless job. Um, yeah, it's 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 gonna be really sad not to be able to to hear these uh uh the those beautiful castmates of mine to hear their voices as often. Uh and um I'll always and am always grateful for the fans who've helped this show be number one and uh, demanded uh, more of it and we came out with the movie. And uh, which was, and uh, then they demanded more after that, and we came up with the animated series. And uh, uh, I'm hoping they keep demanding more, and maybe we'll come up with an animated movie. I keep saying that to Brent. <laughs> Just keep saying that to him. Yeah. So you know what? It'll be good, Brent. It was a nice animated movie, much like you did on Scooby Doo when they went somewhere. And... <laughs> you really are funny. <laughs> so, so Lauren. As we say farewell to Corner Gas, what does Corner Gas mean to you personally and professionally? Well, personally, it's just been the most incredible uh, 
project to be a part of and uh i loved every second of it and uh all the the crew that we work with over the years you know they're very dear in my heart and uh i know they're they're thriving in other markets and um and I always have, you know, a love and, and an empty space in my heart for Janet Wright. So yeah. she's always in, in my thoughts. So it's it's sad that way, but, you know, I'll, I'll carry it. And I'm, I'm glad we're going out at number one because you don't want to overstay your welcome at a party. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so and, and I'm grateful, just grateful for all the, the fan love and support over the years. Well, you've brought us a whole lot of joy, Sergeant Davis Quinton. Mm a.k.a. Lauren Cardinal. I just, I can't thank you enough for being a part of In Conversation and letting us know how you feel about Corner Gas as we all say a fond, maybe even tear-stained farewell. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be tough when it's the final showing. I don't know where I'll be, but I'll have some tissues nearby. (laughs) Thank you, Lauren Cardinal, for being with us in conversation. It was my absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. When we come back, Brent Butt and the pressure to be funny all the time. This is In Conversation with Ann Romer. Is there someone you want to learn more about? Drop us a line. Info at 1059theregion.com. Ann Romer will be right back on 1059 The Region. Welcome back to In Conversation with Ann Romer on 1059 The Region. Corner Gas creator and star Brent Butt is back with us. Brent, how do you figure out what's funny? You know, for whatever reason, whatever my personal psychoses or neuroses is, whatever it is that makes me glom to comedy, um, you know, the, the, way, uh, well, the way I process something first is comedic. I often process something comedic first, even when it's inappropriate, but I, I have this filter you know, I'll, I'll think something funny about something tragic, but I, I have the sense and the filter to say, yeah, you shouldn't say that right now. This is, you know, this is a funeral or whatever. Um, but for whatever reason, my psychosis is process it funny first. Um, but that doesn't mean I have to always be, I, I'm happy to just think it. I don't have to say what I'm thinking all the time. I don't need uh, the response all the time. I only need the response in a professional situation. Very well put. So, Corner Gas, the movie, 2014, it it was a risk? Was, was it a successful risk, Brent? Yeah, beyond uh, beyond our wildest dreams. Yeah. We, we, you know, when we wrapped up the show, the live-action series, we thought, wouldn't it be nice if we could come back in a few years and do a movie? And we were able to do that. Um, and it was very successful. It was selling out theaters, like physically selling out movie theaters to the point where Cineplex had to call up the network and say, listen, can we extend the window that we have? Cause mm. it's, you know, I had my brother call me from Calgary and say, I can't get into your stupid movie. It's sold up. <laughs> so the response was, I mean, that's, that's really how the animated show came about. The movie was so, the response to the movie was so big that the network called up and said, listen, it's clear, there's clearly still an appetite for this show and these characters in this little town. Would you want to do more episodes of a series? And I just didn't really want to do more of the same thing. And we were all getting older, and I just felt like, why go back and we're going to do the exact same thing? But at the same time, you like to have a job. I enjoy being employed. <laughs> so I said, uh, well, if we were going to do something corner gas, what... What, how could we do it and make it different? And 
you know, I have a background in illustrating and cartooning. And after high school, I'd actually left. The goal was to go study animation. I mean, it wasn't the goal, but that's, that's uh, the goal was to do stand up. But I thought I needed to study something to fall back on. So I went to study animation. So it was a pretty easy leap for me to say, what if we tried an animating it? Me and my partners, we were just sitting around having a drink and said, you know, what about an animated version? And and a brilliant idea at that. So Corner Gas Animated, if I'm not mistaken, the most watched series premiere in the Comedy Network's history and the most watched original series ever, again, for the Comedy Network, and the winner of a zillion different Canadian Screen Awards, 2019, 2020, and 2021. Well done. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. The response has been... Uh... Fantastic. And I think it's really because, like I, I said, I didn't want to do this, this if it wasn't going to feel right. And so we, the first thing we did was we made a three-minute demo just for ourselves and the network to look at to see how it felt. And this three-minute demo, er, almost across the board, everybody said, this just feels like more episodes of Corner Gas. This feels very real. And that was our, that's what made us say, okay, let's, let's dive in and do, do more episodes. What do you say as Brett Leroy right now to your legions of fans, and that includes me, as you say farewell to Dog River and all of the amazing characters? What do you say to us right now? Just a huge thank you. Like, uh, there's nothing I could, uh, you know, say to you other than just you have my undying gratitude. Everybody that watched the show and supported the show and spread the word, told their friends, because we could see the show growing. It started off big but it grew and that's because people were spreading the word, telling their friends and family and coworkers. And so for everybody that watched corner gas at any stage, um, just a huge heartfelt. Thank you. Thanks for changing my life in a thousand different ways. And you know, for someone like me, a huge fan, it feels like I'm saying goodbye to close friends. And you know, when, whenever a door closes, another one opens. I know that you are working on your second novel or about to start that. You've become a, a writer of novels. There's so much still ahead for you. What is the ultimate dream for Brent Butt right now? Um, I mean, for me, it's like I said, everything spokes off of stand-up. I just love to get out on the road and go do live shows. It was, it's, it's still where I feel the most me, you know, when I'm, when I'm in the wings at a club or the theater waiting to go to get introduced and walk out in front of the crowd, it's that moment where I feel like, okay, I can forget about all the other stuff and just be who I am now for the next hour. Mm. That's, that's my favorite thing to do. And so it's what I've always done. As soon as any season of the show was done, I'd hit the road and I'm going to be uh, a bunch of the shows that I had to uh, postpone because of the pandemic are being rebooked. Now I got to run a show through Ontario in October and other stuff is being booked in September. So, so yeah, back out in the road doing stand up, And I, you know, I wrote my first novel. I really loved the process. We're looking to get that published. And so I just decided to write another novel. I really, it was after a lot of years of writing scripts to, to write long form prose was fun and refreshing. I really enjoyed it. Hmm. Brent Butt, thank you for the laughter and the love. Really, really appreciate it. And I'll be watching as we all will right across Canada, everything you do from now on. Thank you for joining us in conversation. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's always lovely to talk to you. Follow In Conversation with Ann Romer on Twitter at 1059 The Region. This is 1059 The Region.